Shmuel Aleph Perik Hey Pasuk Hey. So we are in the midst of the adventures of the idol of Dagon. The Aron has been captured by the Plishtim and brought to their temple of Dagon. And now the idol is doing strange things. First prostrating himself completely before the Aron, which for a dumb, lifeless idol is something one would not expect. And now prostrating himself on the second day for a second time with his hands and his head cut off and neatly sitting on the threshold when they come in. Al-Kain lo yidrechu Dagon. So therefore, or because of this, the priests of Dagon and everybody who comes to visit the house of Dagon, Al Miftan Dagon Be'ashtod, do not tread, lo yidrechu, do not walk on the threshold of Dagon in Ashtod, ad hayom until today, says the Nach. They continued to worship the idol by bowing and revering and counting as holy the place where it had fallen, where the head and the hands were on the threshold. So now they don't step on the threshold like those pitchers who come out of a baseball game and don't step on the foul line on their way off. Uh, It's holy in some way. Uh, Rabbi Yochanan learns from this that broken idols are still worshipped by their worshippers. So if a Jew finds broken pieces of an Avodah you can't get any Hana out of it, because it still might be an active Avodah Reish Lakish says that they stopped worshipping the broken Avodah so a busted-up Avodah is not an object of worship, but because they are foolish pagan idol worshippers, they start worshipping the threshold instead of the idol. Because if pieces of the idol were on the threshold, so it must be that marble saddle is now worth worshipping. So very strange stories among the Avdei Avodah And now, clearly they know that something's up, and they are aware that their god is not the victor, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu Chas V'Shalom the vanquished, but very much the other way around. And then more bad things happen. Hashem's hand weighed even more heavily on the people of Ashdod. And so now they are suffering. And Vayeshimeim, I'm sorry, I read that incorrectly. Not Vayeshimeim, he placed them. But Vayeshimeim, Rashi says, Lashon Shemama. And he devastated them. He caused great destruction among them. What kind of destruction? Destruction of the most uncomfortable internal kind. And he struck Ashtod and all of its environments around it with Tchorim, as it's pronounced. It's written with letters Batfolim, but it's pronounced batchorim, and that'll be brought back into play again in Pasuk Tess when the word comes back again. Rashi calls it chalcholes, karkasha, makas hanekev. These are um, disorders of the lower body, and in particular the rear exit from the lower body. Uh, English translations usually say hemorrhoids or piles, but it's a disease that Rashi says is caused by mice. Mice entered the body through an aperture that one does not want mice entering through, and they uh, destroy the insides and attack the intestines. And then the and then they exit again, having done the damage. 
Um, this, the Medrash says, was an answer because the Plishtim had said in their original prayer to fight against God, as it were, that all of the plagues had been smitten on the Egyptians, and they indicated through a certain hubris that Hashem had used up all the possible plagues. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, says the Medrash, by your lives I will bring a plague that nobody has ever seen before. Intestinal mice is certainly not something anybody wants to contemplate in too much detail. And yet, that's exactly what's happening here uh, to the Plishtim. And batchorim, I believe, is one of the words that is brought up in the discussions in the Tochacha of the terrible fate that happens to people uh, when terrifying things happen along the lines of this. Uh, and uh, in uh, Tehillim, David HaMelech actually describes this in Tehillim Ayin Ches, um, which is a very long capital Tehillim, um, which talks about, at one point, the capture of the Oron by the Plishtim, uh, and then it describes in some poetic manner um, this uh, Tehorim that is visited upon the Plishtim. Um, it says, I can't find the exact Lashan. Uh, here we go. Uh, da, da, da. Aleph. Well, by the time we get to Ayin it's going to be a long time. Hard to scroll through the phone. But the English translation says he smote his enemies on the backside. An eternal shame he wrought for them. Perhaps in the future I can find the Lushan Kaidish so that we can have the actual Lushan much more poetic than the English translation. But here we go. They're suffering terrible, unimaginable suffering. And Vayiru Pasuk Zayin Anshe Ashdod Kichain. And the men of Ashdod saw that this was the way it was. And uh, certainly, this is what's happening, and it's pretty terrible. And to their credit, they realize right away that they are responsible for this. And they said, let the Aron of Hashem no longer abide among us. Let it not sit among us in our uh, encampment, in our community. Uh, because his hand, Hashem's hand, has been harsh upon us and upon Dagon, our God. So if only Dagon had been affected, then they might have just moved the Aron elsewhere in the city. But once it reaches the point where all the inhabitants of the city are suffering these unimaginable intestinal sufferings, they say, that's it. We have to take the Aron out completely, and we'll see what they do, which is actually going to be fairly respectful.